What up, yo? It's Mark Shanup with the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show. Today is Saturday, September 28th. Follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at Fantasy Knockout or on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Knockout. Today's show is jam-packed. We got a lot going on. It's the week four start sit. Who are we going to flex? Who are we going to play? Who are we going to bench? I also got a segment about players. Are we going to freak out on? Are we going to, oh my gosh, get rid of them and tilt trade? Or are we going to hold tight and not uh, freak out on these guys? So we'll get into that in a little bit. Before we get into the show, I need to talk about something very important. Vetoing trades. Please stop. There's no reason to veto trades unless there is clear-cut evidence of collusion. How you feel about a trade is subjective. For example, last year at the beginning of week five, there was a trade of James White and Robert Woods. Okay, not bad. Not great. Not sexy. That trade was for Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, and Amari Cooper. Now, we all can decide what side wins that trade, right? Or what's the, the, the preferred side? You know, at first glance, most would say the Cooper, Fournette, Cook side. You know, that side wins. If this trade got vetoed, that would have been a shame because the side that actually won this trade was the James White and Robert Woods. So again, I say stop vetoing trades. If you're vetoing trades because you're afraid of someone becoming a powerhouse team, then the issue isn't trading itself. It's your league. You clearly have an issue with some of your league mates not having a clue and others who do. To me, that's okay. It's actually good because it rewards the ones who put in the work and understand fantasy football. But if you don't want that, and I understand if you don't want that, then don't look at trading as the problem. Videoing isn't the way to save your league. Your league needs to be saved by having more competitive players in it. Plus, you're more annoyed at a lopsided trade, or what appeared to be a lopsided trade that went down in your league, but you being annoyed is mostly you being jealous that you didn't get the deal. If you got that trade, you'd be celebrating, okay? I'm not a fan of a league-wide veto vote. I think it's lame, because everybody is going to vote with the best interest of themselves, and not what is the actual trade. It's a silly way of deciding whether a trade is fair. We are all adults here playing fantasy football. Adults are capable of making decisions on their own. Let an adult make a decision about their freaking fantasy football team. If you're worried that it changes the competitiveness for your league, then fix your league manager's dynamic. Vetoing trades is not the answer. So stop vetoing trades. Sorry about that. Wow. Wow, I didn't mean to go on on big old rant. That's just a sensitive subject for me, but it's very important to me as well. So, Thursday night recap, what a game. Devontae Adams gets it going again, 10 receptions, 180 yards. Rodgers looks like himself again, 422 yards and only two touchdowns and 46 rushing yards. Jordan Howard goes off on everybody's bench. 87 yards, two touchdowns, three receptions for 28 yards, and a score. I mean, man, he had a monster game. Meanwhile, Philly knocks off the Packers. Fun game to watch, a lot of back and forth. About time we finally had a good Thursday night football game. So thank you, NFL, for putting on a good Thursday night because they've been some stinkers lately. 
got to check out the website, okay? FantasyKnockout.com. If you need rankings, I updated them today. So check them out. See who you need to start. Sit. We'll talk about some players. If I don't get everybody on your team, check out the rankings. They'll be there. They'll help you decide who to start if I didn't speak specifically about your player. Also, we have a Keenan Allen knockout giveaway going on. It's a signed Keenan Allen jersey. It looks looks pristine, man. This thing is awesome. Make sure you go to the website, click on the giveaway, enter all your, your you know, submit all your entries, get those in because the uh, the the giveaway is going to end October 20th, and you don't want to miss out on that. Let's get into the news. News and views. So running back Melvin Gordon of the Los Angeles Chargers, he finally ended his holdout. He's back in practice. They say there's a lot of mixed reports right now. You know, at first it was he's not expected to play at all this week against Miami. Now Justin Jackson is not going to be playing. So now they're saying there's a good chance that Gordon will play and see some. Um, You know, he will become the running back we all know and love. So the question is, what do do we do with Austin Eckler? You know, right now he's got flexible. I'd say start Eckler because he's going to be the number one back this week. Gordon... Personally, I have him in one league. I'm just going to wait. It's the Miami game. Yeah, he might see a little bit, but I don't want to trust him his first game back. Uh, you know, use this as a uh, – use this this game as the judgment to see if he is back and healthy and ready to go. Um, you know, but going forward, Eckler, to me, he's got flex value. Um, he's a solid RB3. You know, he, he did well when Gordon was on the team. They both did well together. Um, so I'm just holding on Eckler. I'm not trying to trade him or drop him or cut him. You know, I'm a hold and probably play him because I still think he's got high upside for the rest of the year. Next, running back Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants. No surgery was recommended for his high ankle sprain. So he's going to still be missing four to eight weeks. Don't have a clear cut timetable yet. Last, wide receiver Michael Gallup of the Dallas Cowboys is probably a couple weeks away from returning. He still has swelling in his knee following his arthroscope. Uh, Devin Smith has fully replaced Gallup in three wide receiver sets. So let's get right into the next. In and out. Let's kick it off with the running backs. Damian Williams of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's got the knee. He did not practice. And I say he's going to be out. Rex Burkhead of the New England Patriots, he's dealing with his foot injury. He had a limited practice. Doesn't look good. I'm saying he's going to be in, but I wouldn't trust him yet. I think it's a more of a Sony Michelle game. Um, Rashad Penny of the Seattle Seahawks, he's dealing with his hamstring. He had a limited practice. I have him down as a game-time decision. So, personally, I think he's going to sit. But they said he's got a good chance of playing. So we're going to say game time decision. We're going to monitor that. And personally, I wouldn't play him unless you don't have any other options. Justin Jackson of the Los Angeles Chargers. He's got the calf injury. He is out. Royce Freeman of the Denver Broncos. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. He's going to be in. And then Devin Singletary of the Buffalo Bills. He's got the hamstring. He's going to be in. But I'm scared to play him against the Patriots defense. I don't like that matchup quarterbacks cam newton carolina panthers he's got the foot injuries they're saying it's liz frank 
which means he'll be out a while. He probably won't be back until his, I think, week seven bye. So he's out. Wideouts, receivers, Julian Edelman of the New England Patriots. He's dealing with that chest injury. He's going to be in. Calvin Ridley, Atlanta Falcons. He's got the hip injury. He's going to be in. He had a stinker last week. He's going to have a bounce back game. Calling him out right now. Mike Williams of the Chargers. He's got the back issues. He's going to be out. Emmanuel Sanders, Denver Broncos. He's dealing with a quad injury. He's going to be in. And Amari Cooper of the Dallas Cowboys. He's got the foot injury. He's going to be in for that Sunday night game. Terry McLaurin of the Washington Redskins. He's dealing with a hamstring. Scary. He's a game-time decision. I don't know. There's a lot of mixed reports. I want to wait until the last minute to see if he's a go. Um, it should be a good game. It's against the Giants. So if you have McLaurin, um, make sure you have another option in case he's not a go. But if he is, play him. T.Y. Hilton, he's dealing with the quad. Um, you know, he's he's going to be in. Uh, you know, you can play him. And then Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Bucks, he's dealing with the hip injury. He's going to be in. Let's talk some tight ends. Vance McDonald of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's got the shoulder injury. I say he's out. I'm not playing him anyways. They also traded for Nick Vanette. So it shows, I think, a little bit of them going forward there. They don't trust McDonald. So I'd kind of pivot from him and try to find another tight end for the rest of the season. And then last, Mark Andrews of the Baltimore Ravens. He's got the foot injury. He's going to be in. Not worried about him. All right. Let's talk about... Is it time to freak out? Uh, we've got a new segment here. We're going to do this uh, freak out meter and we're going to talk about this level meter. There's four stages to it, okay? So, number one, I'm not worried. I'm going to hold, keep playing them, you know, and just, and just stay with them. Two, you know, level two, somewhat worried, you know, a little bit in the back of my mind going, ah. Number three, I'm starting to get scared where I am entertaining offers and trades and then four level four i'm freaked out i want off of him i'm moving on i want to get something in return to uh, let somebody else deal with that uh, crazy nonsense so to start it off i got a couple players here sony michelle of the new england patriots so his snap count week one was 33 percent week two 49 percent and then week three 22 percent he is only RB35. He scored two touchdowns, so that's why he's only RB35. Otherwise, he'd be a lot lower. Um, he's only got one avoided tackle on 45 rushing attempts. That's last among qualifying running backs in yards after contact. Not good. He has 10 attempts inside the 10-yard line. He's second most at the, uh, the running back position, which is good. New England runs the ball 55% of the time. So, with that being said, I'm at a level two and a half. <laughs> right in between somewhat worried and getting scared. Um, I have him on one of my teams, and I am going to hold. I think it will get better for them. I like what they used him in the playoffs. I think he can easily get that LeGarrette Blount role a few years back with, with upside of 16 touchdowns. Again, he also performed in the playoffs last year at a tremendous fantasy running back rate. I still believe in him, so I'm going to hold on to him. Let's move that down. Let's make it a level two. Okay, so Sony Michelle level two, somewhat worried, somewhat concerned, not panicking just yet. 
let's talk about Todd Gurley of the Los Angeles Rams. So right now he's RB25. I have him at level three and a half, closer to the four. I'm freaking out on Todd Gurley right now. He's got six red zone rushing attempts through three weeks, 18 red zone attempts in 2018. So that's that's good. But this is where this is what scared me. So this year he has four catches, four receptions for eight yards in three games. That's not good. This is why I am freaking out. So two years ago, he had 87 targets for 64 receptions. Last year, 81 targets for 59 receptions. This is a 60 reception player. That is how he has destroyed teams in previous years. His pace this year is 32 targets for 21 receptions. That's Marlon Mack level. You know, when we were talking about Marlon Mack early in the in the uh, the uh, preseason and uh, you know before the season started, how Mack is not a reception kind of uh, running back. That's what Gurley's turning into. I expected Gurley to get that 40 to 50 targets. You know, drop down a little bit, but they are just not using him. They, you know, I just have to ask, where is the screen game for Gurley? They haven't used it yet. He's not going to be this fantasy beast anymore. Plus, the injury concerns are still there. So that's why I'm kind of freaking out on Gurley. I got him at three and a half. Um, so I have him in just about every single one of my leagues. I went all in on Gurley this year, and I am starting to tilt. So come take advantage of me most likely and get Gurley at a decent price because I am willing to move on from him. All right, we're going to talk about two two different uh, Steelers here. Juju Smith-Schuster of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So right now he's wide receiver 25. He's not what anyone expected out of him. Uh, losing Big Ben hurts a lot. He's 16th in pass attempts. You know, last year they led the league in pass attempts. So the questions is all on Mason Rudolph. Can he get it done? So my level for Juju is a level two. You know, I'm somewhat worried, somewhat concerned. Juju is a very talented wideout. I trust him. It's Rudolph. And I think Rudolph will only get better and get more comfortable as he plays through the season. His upside, you know, Juju's upside has taken a huge hit. He's not going to be this top five receiver that we all drafted him and expected him to be. But he is still going to be a solid wide receiver, too, going forward. So hold on to Juju. Don't trade him away for pennies on the dollar. Just sit with Juju and, you know, he'll be a solid receiver for you. So the other Steeler we're going to talk about is James Conner. His snap counts. Week one was 45%. Week two was 54%. And week three, 68%. Those are pretty nice. Last year, though, he was at an 81% snap count. That's why we're kind of feeling the, uh, the hurt. So he hasn't been out there as much this year. The offense is struggling without Big Ben. He has seen 79% of the rush attempts, which is very nice. So my level for Connor is a level two, somewhat worried. I view him as a high-end RB2. He's he's lost his upside, kind of like Juju with Big Ben going out. He's, you know, so he'll be a solid RB2 the rest of the season. I see him, you know, that, but I believe in him. And I think he has his get-right game this week against Cincy, just like Mike Evans did last week. And just like this Thursday, Demonte Adams did. I think this team, I think the Steelers kind of rally against uh um, Connor and get him going and kind of feed him a little bit more than they than they normally will. So I like Connor rest of season pretty well. 
All right, I got these guys on the list, and they had their get-right game, which is, so we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers. So they got their get-right game. They got everything figured out. Um, I was worried before this game, but this game proved that, okay, these guys still have it. They're still going to do it. So I'm not as freaked out anymore. I'm going to put them as a one. But before that, I was about a two, so somewhat worried. And we're going to talk about the last guy, George Kittle of the San Francisco 49ers. So right now, he is tight end 13 on the year. We drafted him to be a top tight end this year, so that is hurting. We're, some people are a little panicked right now. So my level of uh, freak meter is a level one. So he's third in yards after the catch. He's tied second among tight ends for five red zone targets. He had several TD catches that it was the Tampa game, Tampa Bay game, where he caught a couple. T- he caught tight. He caught, he caught touchdowns, right? And they were called back on him, so they didn't count. Um, so they are looking his way. He just hasn't scored. Uh, anyways, he's got a 25% target share this year. He was at 26 last year. He is clearly the number one target in the Niners offense. They got their bye this week. So moving forward, I like Kittle a lot. Not worried about him at all. Let's get right into the main segment. Main event. So this is a start sit players. Players to put in your flex. Start off with some quarterbacks. So guys that I like this week. Must starts. Phillip Rivers. Dak Prescott. Matt Ryan. Kyler Murray. Love all their matchups. Go ahead and play them. Feel confident in them. Uh, uh, quarterbacks that I'm going to sit, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen against the Patriots, and Jameis Winston. Not confident in any of these guys. And if you're in a deeper league or possible streamers, Daniel Jones of the New York Giants, Kyle Allen of the Panthers, and Case Keenum. A um, little worried about Keenum. I had him as, the star, uh, as uh, one of my streamers of the week. If he comes out and throws two or three interceptions, uh, he could be benched for Haskins. So, But I think they're going to be playing from behind enough where whatever quarterback there in Washington will have a good game. Uh, running back. So starts that I like is Josh Jacobs of the Raiders, Marlon Mack of the uh, Colts, my guy. Carry on my Carry on Johnson. Guys that I'm not comfortable, guys that I want to sit this week, uh, David Montgomery, of the Bears, De- Devontae Freeman and Duke Johnson, not comfortable with their matchups. Uh, deeper leagues, if you need a guy to flex, Wayne Gallman, Adrian Peterson, and I had Justin Jackson on there, but he's out, so cross him off. No Justin Jackson, not going to play, but I like I liked his upside if he did. thought he was going to get uh, maybe some bullshit, some touchdowns. So, wide receivers, starts, guys that I like. Tyler Lockett, going to ball again, ball this week. Larry Fitzgerald, DJ Moore, feel confident in these guys. Guys that I'm going to sit, Emmanuel Sanders, Stefan Diggs. Uh, Diggs is frustrating, man. I am just going to, you can't trade him away because you're just not going to get any for him. You just have to sit Diggs and wait till he has a good game, and then you can play him after that. We got to see see what's going on there in Minnesota. Right now, they're just run, 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 and, and Cousins is only looking for Adam Thielen right now. Uh, other guys to sit, Jarvis Landry and John Brown. Don't like their matchups. And then in deeper leagues, you can start Curtis Samuel and McCole Hardman. Tight ends to start. Darren Waller of the Raiders, Mark Andrews of the Ravens, Delaney Walker, and Will Disley of the Seattle Seahawks. 
Guys to sit, Jared Cook, Trey Burton, Kyle Rudolph, not fans of them this week. And then deeper leagues, if these guys are probably owned, but you could start Greg Olson or a TJ Hawkinson. Starts of the week. All right, let's talk, let's talk some starts of the week. Started off quarterbacks. Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks. He gets Arizona, who is giving up a ton of fantasy points to the quarterback position. Also, his defense isn't stopping anyone. So I like this match a lot. Uh, I like the matchup a lot. I think there's going to be a lot of back and forth, high scoring game. My next guy is quarterback Matthew Stafford of the Detroit Lions. He's at home against Kansas City in the Dome, has the most deep attempts in the league. Should be playing from behind all game. Nice game script, high point total. Actually, I'm starting uh, Stafford against my, my good friend in my money league. So, Matty, please have a great game. I need you to you know pull through this week. All right, starts for the week. Running back, James Conner, Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, I'm calling this as his bounce back game for Monday night. Great matchup. Gets a, you know, he's going to get his his get right game. Much like Adams and Mike Evans did. Next running back, Chris Carson of the Seattle Seahawks. Another get right game for Carson. Penny is still dealing with his hamstring thing. Not going to fumble this week for Carson. I like the matchup. Let's go, Chris. Let's go, James. Get it together this week. Receivers. Tyler Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals, the Monday night game. There are only two wideouts with double-digit targets each week. The other guy is Keenan Allen. This guy is Tyler Boyd. Okay, He has a nice matchup against Pittsburgh, who has been torched by the slot receiver. Um, my next wideout is wide receiver Sterling Shepard of the New York Giants. I like what I saw with Daniel Jones. Washington can't stop anyone. He's going to ball this week. And then my tight ends, Austin Hooper of the Atlanta Falcons. They got Tennessee, who has given up many, many points to the tight end position. And he's at home in the Dome. And then last, tight end, Will Disley of the Seattle Seahawks. I'm sure the, a lot of the kill owners picked him up this week. He gets Arizona, who can't stop anyone in the passing game, and has a fantastic matchup. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today. Next show, week five, waiver wire ads. Who are we going to add to our team? How do we make our teams better? I want to say thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and review. Really helps me out in the show out. Gets us some recognition. Good luck with your matchups this week. Hashtag dominate your league. All right. Till next time. See ya.